reason that I wanted to have this conversation with you is that designing the perfect audio branding strategy is one important aspect, but how the sound and music is being played in the audio systems is as equally important, if not even more important, as no matter how much money brands, for example, BMW, McDonald's, etc., are spending to find the perfect brand sound, if the sound experience because of the sound system is bad, then the entire sound experience is destroyed and wasted. So what is the task of a speaker? And what would you say are the biggest problems when it comes to the speakers and the headphones and earbuds sold today? Yes. So speakers are really there for one reason. That's to reproduce as faithfully as possible the sound that somebody has created for your ears, so to speak. So the idea is that you just amplify the sound. It's like a perfect transparent lens to what the artist and the producer for the music has created or has intended for you. And the idea is to bring that to your ears. And then the challenge is, of course, that the speaker is a mechanical or an electroacoustical system, and same with a headphone. And it means when you consider the whole spectrum, the audible spectrum from 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz. Uh, that is a very challenging task, but the wavelengths used, you know, in, in, in the low frequency regions, you have 10 to 20 meters of wavelengths, whereas in the high end, you know, you have one or two centimeters. It's very challenging for a membrane of a speaker to actually reproduce all these different waves equally well. So you've got a lot of problems with the frequency reproduction, but also it's a, it's a mechanical system. It's essentially like a spring that moves the membrane of the speaker and of course it, it keeps moving also when you tell it to stop so to speak it, it's like a spring it cannot just you know critically go down into silence so it also means that all the transient sounds like these that go into the speaker get smeared out of it this is the time domain issues that are also quite important and thirdly we have nonlinear distortion which could be um, you know that the speaker breaks up essentially you cannot reproduce with a very small speaker, like a uh, speaker for a smartphone, the real bass, for example. So then you have to do tricks to, to come around and, and still create a bass impression, even though you cannot really reproduce it physically with it. And when you look at a real musical experience or a movie experience, there's a spatial element. It's not just the frequencies. It's also where are instruments located in the mix. That's a big part of our experience, actually. And, and how precise is that imaging, that location of each instrument or voice? And especially when you look at how music is mixed, it's really mixed for two speakers playback, typically, not for headphones playback. Mm -hmm. So when you're listening to something like the Beatles, where they did all these strange experiments with stereo when that came around first, first, you know, we had mono sound only. Then you would put like Paul McCartney in one speaker and all the other guys and the guitars in the other speaker. And, and that works when you play back sound over speakers because I have a crossfeed from the left speaker, so I get Paul both in my left and my right ear. I hear his a little bit more to the left. But when you put on the headphones, there's no crossfeed. And all of a sudden, Paul is whispering in your ear. <laughs> it's really bizarre. And there you need to work then with ways to simulate the loudspeaker experience. So the stereo image is also a big part of this um, problem in, in sound reproduction. So we've been fooled. 
We've been fooled all along. It's a big conspiracy right so now. So the amazing music we've been listening to, it could be even... Yeah, it wow. could be better. And, and, what, and, and the interesting part is that our human auditory system is quite adaptive, so you're actually able to still enjoy the music, right? But it gets tiring. So you, you, you have this stress on the brain. So when you're listening to Beatles over headphones for a while, you get tired, actually. This is called listening fatigue. It's a scientific term, and it's very real, and if you correct all these deficiencies, then you can listen for longer times without getting tired. Less stress on your brain. Mm. I always say, don't listen, feel the music. And, I mean, I call about the concert effect, for example. I, I, I rarely get it through the headphones or, or, or listening it at home, because I don't feel that bass feeling. I mean, I don't have a bass exactly. at home, but it's also like the body needs to feel it. And when I only put it on my ears, I, as you yep. say, it's just like after a while, I just feel like, nah, I don't want it anymore because my body is not yep. interacting with it. That's very true. I mean, a lot of the actual audio experience in, in reality, so to speak, is actually haptic. So it really is, you're not just listening with your ears. And that's, that's something that you miss out on. If you have a big bass speaker, you can reproduce some of that rumble, you know, still, but with the headphones, not really. So some, some companies are working on, you know, uh, as you probably know, uh, different types of haptics, actuators to, to help you. You can wear it like a, west, a vest, you know, yeah. and get this feeling. Or even the car, that they put stuff yes, in the car exactly. where you can actually feel it.